Angela Yee and Charlemagne the God. After the Breakfast Club, bitches. <laughs> the voice of the culture. People watch the Breakfast Club for like news and really be tuned in. It's one of my favorite shows to do. Just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. They might not watch the news, but they're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. They're, you know, they're listening to the Breakfast, the Breakfast Club. Get your ass up. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday. Yes, it's Tuesday. Absolutely is. Day after the VMAs. Did anybody watch? Well, before we do that, before we do that, let's shout out our newest family member. Who we got? Ninety six. Five, the box number one fifth pop in R and B in Little Rock, Arkansas. Drop on the clues box in Little Rock, Arkansas. Good morning, you guys. Welcome to the family. I can never yes, hear, I can Little never Rock. Hear, I can never hear Little Rock, Arkansas, and not think about uh, gang banging in Little banging Rock. Banging in Little Rock. Remember that old documentary from yeah. back in the day? Yeah. I remember after I actually went to Little Rock one time with Sway. He had a conference out there in Little Rock, Arkansas. Did anybody get shot? No. Oh. I always expect that when I see documentaries that showcase the street life, the gangster life of a city. I always expect that when you go there, somebody's going to get shot too. Well, there's always two sides. Yeah, that's a shame that people think that just because there's one documentary... It's like well, that all the time. What do you think the documentary is going? What, what kind of image of the city? City you think the documentary is going to put in somebody's head? It's of course, called gang banging in yes. Little Rock. Of course, <laughs> like, yes. but, uh, well, good morning to our friends in uh, Arkansas. Good yes. morning. Right. Sure, they're loving us. Yes. Good morning. Already. Yes. Salute to Little Rock. They probably hate the fact that doc, that documentary uh, painted that picture of them all those years. I'm sure they get that all the time. But did anybody watch the VMAs? Yes. I watched part of it. I've seen parts of it. I was going to go, but I was tired, man. Plus, I don't like to go nowhere without my wife. So she's eight months pregnant and big as hell. So she didn't feel I thought like you moving. went and you posted your badge and everything. I like did. You were there. I did post my badge. I was like, Why did that's did, a dot move. No, I didn't post it like I was there because I posted it early in the afternoon. And I said, this is, I said, this is going to be fun tonight. But uh, his biscuit actually took a picture of my badge and put his name on it. Go to his page. He uh, photoshopped his name on it. But Smart man. Yeah. I, think, I know at iHeart they always like, do not post any of the badges or credentials. Well, right. I didn't post the barcode. Okay. On the badge. Yes. But I, I thought the VMAs was very white. It amazes me Very how every year the VMAs finds a way to be whiter and whiter. Yeah, but it's like I just that feel every like year. they also don't really play music on MTV. So the VMAs, yeah. I feel like mm, it's getting less about music. I don't know if artists really care that much about it just because they don't even play music. Yeah, it's not getting less about music. It's just getting they just find a way to make it whiter and whiter every year. No, like, but even the people like I was, I was watching the the people in the audience. It seemed like less people about music and more people about reality oh, like reality shows, shows yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, all of that plays a part in the culture, but I understand what you're saying. Because it's a Viacom thing, so they have VH1, they have MTV, they have BET, they gotta fill and the it's seats. mostly reality they shows. Fill the they gotta fill the seats. Mm. I mean, you know, if if, if, if Childish Gambino not coming and the Carter's not coming, then they gotta fill the seats. No Kendrick, Safari. no J. Cole, no <laughs> Drake. <laughs> yeah, no Kendrick, no Cole, no Drake. Gotta put Safari there. Yeah, I get you. The cast of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, Miami, New Orleans, Lil Rock, New York. Gotcha. LA, Hollywood, gotcha. wherever gotcha. they're doing gotcha. the show at gotcha. nowadays. Gotcha, 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 yes. gotcha, gotcha, yeah. And Post Malone and Aerosmith was the most mayonnaise-filled mashup I ever seen in my goddamn life. I love Aerosmith. Okay. I, I can't turned say it. nothing I didn't, bad about that. I didn't see it. When I seen he, I think he was walking out where he had, like, smiley faces all on his suit. That, I just, that, I was, that was the last performance of the night, and immediately after that performance, they went into Aretha Franklin, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, which I did not understand. That I wasn't ready for that transition. You can't give me all that mayonnaise mm-hmm. and then say, here's some sweet potatoes to go with it. Nah, but, you all know, right. Madonna, she 
represented, right? No, she did not. <laughs> Fart all over Madonna's. Oh, uh, my goodness. I don't now, even know I what that was. See, I didn't see that, but I read that she was just giving the video music, uh, video music video award of the year or whatever. Madonna and then she took be... some time to talk about it. No. no they did a whole herself. thing about Aretha before. They had Aretha backdrop behind Madonna. And Madonna was supposed to be coming out there paying homage to Aretha, but it was all about I was Madonna. confused because oh, okay. she started and then she was like, yeah, when I was going into, uh, you know, to, to try out to sing, I had to pick a song. I'm like, where's this going? You lost me. Yeah, where's this you going? Lost me. Where's but, this going? And they said, little girl, shut up. And I said, no, I'm not going to shut up because I'm Madonna. I was like, where's this going? I didn't get it. Where's this going? I didn't get it. And there's no, there's nobody that can make me believe Madonna. Madonna blew people away with an acapella rendition of You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman. There's mm. nobody that's going to make me believe that. Mm. Okay? Yes, exactly. And it seems like Charlemagne's getting out sucker of the day. What is sucker of the day? <laughs> That's what I think that you're oh, you mean getting... see sucker of the day. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't <laughs> want to say the word. Oh, yeah. I saw Nikki say that. I, sucker of the day. Listen, I was, you I was... just got to pray for Nicki Minaj, man. Nicki Minaj got a lot to be smiling for, so I don't know what the F she be wilding for. Okay, she got the number two album in the country. All right, 185,000 records. So she won an award last night. I was surprised. I was like, you won an award. You go up there. You had a great performance. You a great performance. Like, you got a lot to be smiling for. What the like, F you be wilding for? In the words of Snoop Dogg. I don't get it. Like, what? what are you so mad at? And... Nobody went on a Twitter rant yesterday saying, talking about politics and said that the only reason Nicki Minaj won this award is because she performed there because there's no way that she should have been best hip-hop artist over Drake, J. Cole, the Carters, the Migos, and Cardi B. Come on. For Chun-Li, stop it. And I like Chun-Li, but stop it. Come on. But nobody, so you don't think she should have got, you know, got that do award? Do you think she should have got it? I asked you Or first. do you think that she got it because she performed at the VMAs? I, I've but, always but been saying I'm not going to tweet VMAs. stuff like that. How do they decide who wins the VMAs? By who's sitting in the audience. That's what I think. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> curious. We'll say allegedly, but that's what I always like thought. <laughs> I'm sorry. that You know, Chun-Li just came out. Chun-Li wasn't bigger than In My Feelings. Drake. No. J. Cole. Cardi B. Cardi B. The Carters. The Migos. Migos. Come on now. Now, that was a little stretch. Stop. That was a little stretch. But I get it. She was there. Yes. She performed. Yes. All right. Well, yes. we got a lot to talk about this morning. Congratulations, Nikki. Drop on the clues, boss. Well, now you're going to congratulate after you said she doesn't deserve it. She should have got it. I didn't say she didn't deserve it. I just said I could have played that politic card, but I didn't. Well, you're getting you know a sucker today, so. Well. I wonder what sound effect that's going to be. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> <laughs> just curious. All right. Well, Natasha Alfred will be joining us from the Grio this morning. Yes, I love Natasha Alfred. She does great work, and she was the first, um, the Grio was the first black outlet. She did the interview to interview Amarosa. Okay. All right. And we got front page news next. Uh, yes, let's talk about this Tinder date that actually turned out to be a marketing stunt. Okay. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast hey, Club. I want to clue bombs for Tiana Taylor, man. I was about to repost Tiana Taylor's picture until I realized she was a married woman, and I don't want it to be taken the wrong way. Yeah, we just talked about this yesterday. I know, but Tiana Taylor's body is really gold, and I'm talking about for anybody. There's no way you can look at Tiana Taylor's abs and not say to yourself, God damn, man, let me just go get some egg whites this morning <laughs> and nothing else. And mine shop in my one five minutes with you. I ain't talking about her, the way she looked. I'm talking about the way her, 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 her fitness is a one. All right, so you said fitness. All right, yes, now. her fitness. Her, you could tell she her fitness game is a one. That's what I'm impressed by. All right, well, let's get in some front page news. What are we starting, ye? 
Well, let's talk about this student who was sent home because she had, quote, unnatural hair. What school was this? This was Christ the King. In Queens? In Louisiana. In Louisiana. Oh, in Tarrytown, Louisiana. I thought you were saying Queens. Sorry. Now, Same. the school policy is students can only have natural hair, and she actually had some extensions in. So school administrators said it's rule, and she was then, then sent home. The mother was told the hairstyle was not in compliance, and she did agree to change her child's hair. But in the meantime, it was really sad. She was crying. She was embarrassed when she mm-hmm. was pulled out in front of everybody. What's wrong with her? Man, I'm telling you, I got, you know, a beautiful black daughter in a school with a bunch of white people. And I tell you all the time, sometimes, like, she'll pull up to, like, track me to something. And all the white girls want to run and touch her hair. I am the father that screams at all the white kids and tells the parents, Tell your kids, keep your, kid, your uh, their hands on my child's hair, please. Yeah, we're we going to have that problem with Logan in a couple of weeks because Logan has cornrows, and I think the school that he's going to doesn't allow um, those type of hair. They don't allow cornrows? Yeah, because they want, like you said, like natural type of hair. They but allow it is dreads. your natural hair. Cornrows is your natural hair. Well, we're going to see. And dreads are weeks. natural also. We're going to see in two weeks. That sounds go- crazy that you can't have cornrows. What it, you know what's crazy is that her hair looks really cute and beautiful. She just has some added hair in, sometimes to have braids. People add hair onto their braids to braid your hair to protect oh, it. Brother. Oh, brother. I get anxiety even just thinking about that kind of stuff, man. Oh, we see what's going to happen in two don't, weeks. don't play with my little queen like that, okay? I'm all right, you. now this... But, all right, never mind. But anyway, this mass Tinder date actually turned out to be a marketing stunt. Imagine that a Tinder user told you to meet her at Union Square. Then when you get there, hundreds of men are there as well. Well, it was a marketing stunt for this marketing agency. It's the same agency that did uh, hidden camera footage of a woman being catcalled as she walked around New York City. She walked around for 10 hours for an anti-harassment clip that happened back in 2014. Now, in this one, a woman who's a model and an actress invited men that she met on Tinder to that public area to meet. And when the guys got there, she got on stage and said they were all there to date her and people started getting dismissed based on not meeting a certain criteria. Like, half of you are in relationships, so those people should leave now is the first thing that happened. Then they said, um, because they said statistically, people who are on dating apps, half of them are in relationships already. The first elimination was, if you think you support Trump, uh, then leave. And date a Puerto Rican, then you can leave. If anyone's a tourist or doesn't live in this country, you should leave too. Also, anyone named Jimmy, I don't enjoy the name Jimmy. Those people had to leave. Men with beer bellies, long beards, khakis, and tom shoes were dismissed as well. And that's when. So, what were the criteria to stay? The remainders um, had to compete in a running race, but they said they haven't revealed what the whole project is. But on Thursday, so you wanted somebody fast. On Thursday, With stamina. They're going to let you know exactly what the whole stunt is. Mm. Exactly. All right. Well, that's front page news. Now, usually we do get it off your chest, but we got a special guest joining us. We're going to kick it with in a couple of minutes. Natasha S. Alford from the Grill. Mm-hmm. Tell the people who she is and and. And what she did recently, that was pretty big. Well, Natasha's the deputy editor at The Grio, and she interviewed Amarosa. It was the first, she was the first black outlet to interview Amarosa at The Grio, and there was a lot that she had to go through to make this interview happen. So it'll be interesting to hear her point of view and what she had to say about the whole behind-the-scenes activity to even get that interview happening. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. Don't worry, we're going to be talking about the VMAs this morning and more, so don't move. Is Charlemagne really getting out of the day? Keep it locked. It's The what Breakfast is, Club. What is, what is the sea sucker of the day? Well, we're going to find out. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Natasha S. Alford. Good morning. Good, Good morning, morning, Natasha. What's up? Good morning. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Great. And now we reported on you last week, Natasha, because you Thank were the you. first black outlet who did an interview with Amarosa about her book. Mm-hmm. Have you read her book? 
I have. She gave me a copy. Mm-hmm. I didn't read the entire thing. And sometimes that happens. They drop the book on you mm-hmm. with very little notice so that way they can kind of frame how they want the interview to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I read excerpts, and really the focus of the book is she's talking about her journey, but she's using what happened in the Trump White House to basically sell her story as well. Okay. But you had enough material to do an interview. Though. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I mean, the, the, the whole news media jumped all over it. Anytime yeah. you have recordings, anytime you're talking about race, that's going to be a national story. But it was important for me to make sure that black press was in the conversation. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the first places she went, CBS, NBC, all those big places. And it's like, you're using the black community as part of your platform. You're saying that you were advocating for us the whole time in the White House. So therefore, you should be talking to black people directly about what your experience was. Well, she can't do that because she know that us black people will tell her she's full of (laughs) And the white outlets can't do that. The white outlets, uh, or mainstream, I guess is the politically correct uh, term to use. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But the mainstream news outlets, obviously their focus is Donald Trump. Anytime Mm -hmm. they can get some dirt on him, it's like, how much did you record? How many tapes do you have? Um, Are you talking to Robert Mueller? And I I had a feeling that they weren't going to ask the questions that I wanted to know, which Mm -hmm. was, what was the whole point of doing this? Did you accomplish anything for the black community? Why did it take you so long to say that Donald Trump was a racist when many people have already agreed that that's that's sort of the agreement that things that he's he said are racist and also just like what what was the point of this entire endeavor for to you to sell books right well, but, but going to the white house about being in the white house was big now she said that she right. didn't realize how bad it was because you know when you're really close to something and mm-hmm. you can't see from a different point of view cuz it's happening right there next to you i guess kind of thing Yeah, she said that she had a blind spot for Donald Trump and that she really felt like they had a genuine relationship. 14 years. Think about it. We didn't know Omarosa from anything in the beginning, even though she had worked in the White House before. It was The Apprentice that really launched her. And so you have Donald Trump and Omarosa using each other in a way to to boost their profile. And that's, that's how she built her career. And so he was doing favors for her. She says it in the book that... Her career flourished because of him. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, she kept her loyalty to him. But there were trade-offs in the process. This is like a, it's a transactional thing. Mm-hmm. She right. has an agenda. It's mm-hmm. clear she wants to sell books. We want to tell the story of where do you stand with the black community. So she comes in. They're like, you have 12 minutes. Her husband and her book people sit right there in front of me. Mm-hmm. You don't see that on the camera, but they are right there. Mm-hmm. And then we just, we go in and we start asking questions. And I knew there were three things I wanted to ask. Why did it take so long for you to call Donald Trump a racist? Mm -hmm. What did you actually accomplish for the black community? And what do you say to people in the black community who feel like you betrayed them? Mm -hmm. And I think when I asked her those questions, she was like, okay. And, you know, gave the answer that I'm sure that she prepared and thought about. But I wanted to get her on the record. And then I wanted to leave it to uh, black people to decide how they felt. You know, we all feel different. But the majority of people who read the griot are like Nasus. Like, <laughs> you're not coming back to the bar. Yeah, you know why? Because so, great job, by you the way. Did you, good, did great you did a great job. Thank you so job. much. I was very excited when job, I saw though. your you interview. Job. Thanks, Charlotte. But, but I would re- respect her if she had quit. You know what, what I'm saying? If she had was in the White House recording all those people and then she quit and then revealed it, then she's like the spook who sat by the door. You got fired, man. Like, like right. you didn't quit. Like, and you was dealing with Donald Trump's BF since Celebrity Apprentice. Right. And that question, you're absolutely right about the timing thing, because when she quit, she went on ABC with Deborah Roberts and said she didn't even quit. Well, right. She she resigned, she said. But Mm -hmm. then then it came out that she quit. She said he's not racist. He's racial. Right. So so there was I believe this is now this is my opinion. She was like, there's still a benefit to me being cool with him. Mm. But if he switches up on me, if there's something that I 
can't get, then then I'm basically right. you know releasing all the tapes. So I believe we're looking at somebody who's a masterful media communicator. Like she's very skilled and she basically is using the things that she learned from Donald Trump to get back at Donald Trump. This whole thing's a big game of celebrity apprentice. I think it I think it's a big game. All right, we have more with Natasha from the Grill. When we come back, keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody, it's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club from the Grill. We have Natasha S. Alford in the building. But what's the legality of taping the president? Like, I, I didn't think you could just do that. I don't know. Well, yeah. you can't. You're not even supposed to bring in any type of devices or even your phone. Well, that's why they're yeah. upset. Mm-hmm. But that's why people are also like, what type of White House is this? Yeah. Where you can be in the situation right. room just recording whatever. Kevin Hart takes your phone, but the White House don't? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> And be still mad about getting kicked out of a Kevin Hart show. Uh, Really? I'm sure she'll be facing some type of legality, Mm -hmm. though. Yeah, well, they filed arbitration against her, the Donald Trump campaign. And so you saw in my interview and other interviews, she was saying, I can't talk about that right Right. now. Mm -hmm. You know, so... She, she knows what's up. She knows that there are sort of legal guidelines that are con- going to prevent her from talking. But she might have something explosive that she reveals when she talks to Robert Mueller if they mm-hmm. speak again. She said that they had an interview, so she spoke with mm-hmm. him. So you just, you never know how it's going to turn out. But ultimately, I think she was, she looked out for herself, which is mm-hmm. what she said. And now she's, she's telling her story. Now, if you're <laughs> invited to, to the White House to go sit down with Donald Trump, are you up in there? Because as an investigative journalist... That's a good question. Yeah, I would ask him questions. I asked him a question before um, on the campaign trail back when nobody thought he was going to win, or maybe not nobody, but a lot of the... you nobody know, Nobody thought he was going to win. The establishment was right. like, nah, Hillary Clinton's going to win. Mm-hmm. I still was communicating with Republican sources. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to know what his plan is for the black community. So they actually invited me to the Trump Tower with other people. Now, I thought I could ask a question. I was told, you might be able to ask a question. Mm. Then I get there and they're like, no questions. And they were like, are you going to be a problem? They had to make sure wow. you were, They heard your voice over the phone. They was like, I don't know if she's black. Like, what did she get here? <laughs> then she get here. It's like, nope, no questions. The woman said, are, are you, you going to be, be a, a problem? problem? Wow. And she actually turned away uh, another guy who worked for another black outlet. She was like, we, you're not on the list. So I'm like, I'm the only black person wow. going up into this room. So I was just like, no, I'm not going to be a problem. I didn't say I was going to ask a question, though. We got up there. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody said, what do we have going on here? It was like black and Latino uh, business fellows who he was saying, look, I'm helping black and Latinos become entrepreneurs. And so right as everybody was about to leave, I was just like, Mr. Trump, you know, what is your plan? This is not the exact words that I use, but what is your plan for dealing with bank discrimination against African-Americans? Because we don't get loans at the same rate. Like, we're often discriminated against. And he answered, and I was going live on my phone just in case they kicked me out. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I wanted everybody to get dragged out of here. He's just, oh, that's a problem. You know, we're definitely going to do something to handle that. You know, great question. Next question. So, right. (laughs) Next question. Right. So so I don't mind asking him questions. And I think if, if I take anything from this... The one thing I will say is being in the room is important, mm-hmm. and but everybody has a role to play. We need commentators who just who call it like they see it. We need people who are just telling the story of what what the heck is happening right mm-hmm. now in the country, mm-hmm. and everybody has a role to play in like getting us closer to the truth. And as a young black millennial Latina, all of that, like I can bring a unique perspective because. That's my perspective and story that I'm bringing to my job. And you better than me, because I'd have raised my hand and be like, so Donald Trump, what do you think about America's uh, improving their relationship with Wakanda? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and he would probably be like, 
This is before the movie. Came <laughs> actually, this was before out. the movie came out. But he might, he might actually believe Wakanda is a real place. You never know. Well, we, Natasha, I just want to say congratulations to you on everything that you've been doing. You. Keep doing good work, upwards. Natasha. And You're necessary you out here. We appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity to come on and talk about my story. And appreciate shout out to guys. the Grio and everything. We, me and Natasha got to spend some time at the um at. NABJ. NABJ, yes. Yeah. We both got honored at a dinner. Yeah. NABJ was awesome. NABJ, for anybody that doesn't know, National Association of Black Journalists. Mm-hmm. And we exist to to support journalists, but also to make sure that we're heard, whether you're working in a predominantly white newsroom or if you're in black press. So right. that was a that was a great weekend. So Jamel Hill, weekend. she won um journalist of the year. I got emerging journalist of the year. Yay, congratulations Yay. to you. Congrats. Congrats. Thank That's you. My girl. We'll be watching you. Thank you, Breakfast Thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. All right. It's the breakfast. Club, good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, I don't know what's going on with Bow Wow, a.k.a. Shad Moss. He's going through a lot, man. He posted uh, on Twitter, take your ass to sleep and get the F off Twitter for I embarrass you. Stop playing with me. Who was he talking to? The next post he put, I hate being me. Goodness gracious. He was talking to himself? I don't know who he's talking to, but he wants somebody to get off Twitter before he embarrasses Listen, mental health is just as important as physical health, but I don't know when Shad Moss is doing things for attention or he's serious. He did have an album coming out called Suicide. So I don't know if this whole depression act is all promo, but if it's not an act, just go get some help, brother. Like go go do some therapy, go do some counseling. He needs a little help. Find a spiritual advisor, something. But there's a lot of people that need help, and they think that that blacking out on, on social media is going to help them, but that just makes it worse. Hell no, because as soon as you reveal your problems on social media, people are going to be on there encouraging you to do whatever it is you want to do to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, on social media and say kill yourself. I want to kill myself if you want to. I bet you to be a bunch of people telling you yes. Go ahead and do it. Well, hopefully not. All right, Niecy Nash. Uh, TNT has ordered a late-night show pilot from her. Dropping the clues bonds for Niecy Nash. It's called Naked with Niecy Nash, and it's going to be basically Niecy Nash giving her humor, advice, and all things on love, sex, romance, and relationships with everyday people. So it should be pretty interesting. Not It'll be executive that. produced by former Chelsea Lately executive producer Sue Murphy. Not mad at that one. Yes, congratulations to Niecy Nash for that. All right, Kendall Jenner has managed to make the whole modeling community upset. Now, she was talking to Love Magazine. She said, since the beginning, we've been super selective about what shows I do. I was never one of those girls who would do like 30 shows a season or whatever the F those girls do. More power to them. Well, imagine you're a model who's been struggling and working really hard to get to a certain point. And you hear this from Kendall Jenner. Now, Kendall Jenner went on to say, I had a million jobs, not only catwalks, but everything else. The whole combination was very overwhelming, and I started to freak out a little bit and needed to take a step back. People were saying, this makes me so angry. One Victoria's Secret model said, so disrespectful to literally 99% of people in the industry. Yes, they had to work their way up. Please get in tough with the real world. Why, 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 is that, why are they angry about that? What am I missing? Well, she's uh, basically Kendall Jenner. A lot of these models work really hard to get to the point that Kendall Jenner is already at where she's turning things down and she's saying that she's selective and I was never one of those girls who would do like 30 shows a season or whatever the F those girls do. Mm. So basically talking down on these women that are doing 30 shows a season because they're trying to pay their bills and they're trying to be recognized and get known. So well, yeah, yeah, you can't you can't be you can't knock Kendall Jenner's blessings. Her blessings are her blessings. And I mean, yeah, well, they feel everybody, everybody's in their own lane. Like they only they, I'm, listen, they, they give the Jenner Kardashians too much flack. Now, okay? another model uh, posted whatever the F those girls do is do their very best to make their way up 
up and try to make some money so they can provide for their, themselves and their families. Oh, and it's 70 shows a season, by the way. Oh, so they don't like the wording of her saying whatever, whatever the F those, those girls do. Right, like but isn't, what, but isn't whatever the F those girls do what she does too? Well, she doesn't have to do what they have to do. They have to do 70 shows a season to try to put food on the table and provide for their families. So they don't have the luxury of being selective and doing, you know, whatever they want. No. Now, one person hashtagged end the privilege. Uh, Peyton Knight said this kind of disrespect toward other models who have no name for themselves walking into the industry is disgusting. We don't get to choose which shows to do, and it's an honor to do a lot. If we said no to multiple jobs, we wouldn't have a career. So basically, it's a trying to uplift each other and not act like you're better than the other models is the thing that they're all upset about. But she, what if she is more popping than the other models, though? Well, I think what they're saying is a lot of privilege that came with her getting the jobs that she's gotten while they've had to work really hard to get there. So instead of talking down, try to uplift them and say these girls work very hard to get to where they've gotten to instead of saying, I okay. don't have to do what they do. But, but, but their last name isn't Jenna Kardashian, so it'll still never be me. Right. Well, you're not gotcha. a model, but I guess the modeling community was upset by these comments because it is a lot of work. I miss those it's comments. It's not as easy it. as it looks. So, yeah, you guys win, though. Mm-mm. All right. Now, uh, Chile wants women to date outside of, wants women of color to be open to dating outside of their race. She said she's not worried about ever finding her person because she's not limiting herself to only dating black men. She, she said, still never found a man. She yeah. said, I went for women, especially for women of color, to be not so close-minded when it comes to love. God made all of us, and you may not find your husband because you're trying to stick to one group. You've got to be okay. open. So basically, right now, the person that she's dating, she's saying... Right. It's not black. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Chili, for that most that obvious advice. Round of applause to Chili for giving just the most obvious advice to women. Yes. Does she have Charlemagne block still? <laughs> yes, you can date. I don't know. You can date outside of your race. Wow. Yeah, but a lot of black women do try to date other black men and have <laughs> so? that preference. So she's saying to be more open-minded. Nothing wrong with giving that advice. Some people don't even think that. Since you know when how is many interracial dating not popping. You know how many black women have this never so dated a, um, anybody outside of a black man. I'm sure a lot, lot of races are like that, though. A lot of black women have Well, she's black, so she's giving advice to other black women. Well, black women, Chili gave y'all the green light. It's cool. It's safe now. You know what I'm saying? She created a safe space for y'all to date all the white men and Spanish men or whatever other race men y'all want. Okay? And that's why you blocked. Yes. Chili did it. All, all right. right. I'm Angela Yee, and that is your If it wasn't for report. Chili, we'd have no Obama. All right? <laughs> Shut up, man. No, that's what she said. Shut I'm up. Saying, I'm, just, I'm just saying. If it wasn't for Chili, we wouldn't have J. Cole. If it wasn't for Chili, we wouldn't so have wait, Drake. So wait, Obama's mom is black. She, she, she gave the green light. See? Okay. That's why you stay black. Obama's mom isn't black. It's she's right. She's in interracial. No, she, she's talking about black women specifically. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. She's saying black women. No doubt. Well, black women. Say Yee's mom. Yes. Black women, you have the green light to date outside of your race now. Yeah, if it All wasn't right. for that, if it wasn't for that be we'd here. have no Angelina. There have you go. If it wasn't for that. Chili, given the green light, we'd have no Angelina. There Drop you go. one of Clues Moss for Chili. All right. Yes, Chili. See, that's, see, that's why you stay blocked. Chili. See, that's Chili. why nobody don't Chili. like you. Chili. That's why you're getting this award tomorrow <laughs> on Thursday. I thought you were getting it today. No, <laughs> Thursday. Thursday, you're getting it. Yeah. Okay. And y'all can't wait, right? You think I give a damn? I just want to hear the sound effect. Listen, I'm getting called a rapist all month. What is the sea sucker going to do? Stop it. I just want to hear the sound. Knock it off. Your donk is hee-haw, hee-haw. I just want to know the sound for sucker. The- no, I'm not doing it because then y'all going to take my <laughs> yeah, you're take, right. Y'all take my sound effect. It should be it like a me. slurping sound. Okay. <laughs> How you doing? You got- <laughs> That's the guy that's going to get the award. <laughs> First of all, everybody in this room. <laughs> we might get it too. Yeah, we might. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't mind getting that and, award. And, and by the way, <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't mind getting my C sucked. No. That's not what the award no, no, is. That's not, no, that's the other way. Yeah. Don't tempt you with a good time. Yeah. Whatever. All right, guys. That's your rumor report. All right. Up next is front page news. What are we talking about oh front page goodness. news? Oh, my goodness. Let's talk about a young girl who was sent home from school over, quote, unnatural hair. All right. We'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to front page news. Let's start with Aaron Hernandez. Yes, they have revealed Aaron Hernandez's suicide notes. His attorney, Jose Baez, has a book, Unnecessary Roughness, Inside the Trial and Final Days of Aaron Hernandez. There were three letters that he wrote the night that he died that were discovered in his cell and uh, released to correction officials a few days after his death. So now they have revealed those suicide notes. There was one letter that was written to his lawyer. Jose, what's up, brother? Uh, well, I wrote this letter following my acquittal and wanted to voice how I felt and let some people whose music helped me get through hard times know that it did. Some of those people that he talked about that um, helped him get through were Kevin Gates, Rick Ross, Jay-Z, uh, and so on and so forth. So he shouted them out. Um, the game as well. All right, he also wrote a letter to his fiance. And what he said to her was, I don't believe he was, well, according to Bias, he said, I don't believe he was in sound mind doing this. But he told his fiance, Shay, you have always been my soulmate and I want you to love life and know I'm always with you. I told you it was coming in directly. I love you so much and know you are an angel. We split into two to come change the world. Your characteristic is that of a true angel and the definition of God's love. Uh, he also wrote a letter to his daughter. Daddy will never leave you. I'm entering to the timeless realm in which I can enter into any form at any time because everything that could happen or not happen, I see all at once. Life is eternal. Believe, love, repent, and see me, yourself, and everyone because that's what truth is. I'll see you all in the heavens awaiting you all with the same love. Never fear me, but love me with all of you. All right. In addition, in this book, his fiance wrote... Uh, about basically not having an, any indication that he was gay or homosexual. She said, I wish I would have known how he felt just so we could have talked about it. I wouldn't have disowned him. I would have been supportive. I can't fault him if he was feeling that way. When you love someone so much, you just want to be there to support them. The fact that he felt he couldn't come out to me or he couldn't tell me these things hurts because we had that bond. I feel empathy for Aaron Hernandez because he suffered from uh, CTE. Mm -hmm. But he did kill people. So I don't know if he killed people because of the CTE, but he still did kill people. So it's like as soon as you have some empathy when you read you read those letters like that and it tugs at your heart a little bit, you're like, well, he did kill people. All right, now let's talk about the young girl who was sent home because of her hairstyle. This was at Christ the King in Louisiana, in Terrytown, Louisiana. Now the school policy is students can only have natural hair, but this young lady had uh, extra extensions in because she had some braids in her hair. So they informed the student and her mother that hairstyle was not in compliance, and she agreed to change her child's hair to comply with the policy. So she was sent home. It was embarrassing for her, and she was crying. That's when they crazy. showed the video of her being sent home for that. Well, you know, I hate it. Having a, a young black queen in a school where it's majority white people, hair is a point of stress for me because it's like whenever she has braids uh, or some type of hairstyle, when she pulls up, it's like all the little white girls want to touch her hair. And I am absolutely the father that will scream at them little white girls and their parents and tell their parents to please stop Please tell your kids to stop touching my child's hair. Yeah, Please. I'm going to have a problem with that in the next couple of weeks. Logan's going to his school. They want a neat haircut, and I don't think they consider cornrows as a neat hairstyle. Cornrows so. are really neat as long as you don't let them get frizzy. Well, we're going to have that problem. Your daughter I'm never sure. had those problems? How old is your daughter? 15? Uh, yeah. She's 16, she turning 17. Those. Never. Nope. Really? Mm -mm. White girl not just wanting to touch her hair? Mm-mm. Mm. Nope. All right, well, that's your front page news. All right, thank you, Missy. E. I now, just feel like braids are no contact sport. You can't touch all, all black hairstyles are no contacts, boy. Just, just admire from afar. They do when when, when she had the cornrows in. You know, I, I guess they they want to touch the hair to see if it's her real hair yeah. all that time. But what is it's something about braids and twists that just drive white people crazy? <laughs> I don't know. It's like braids and twists are the Backstreet Boys of hairstyles for black for, for white people. Uh, I don't know. My son wanted dreads, but we deaded that. 
immediately. I just, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Anyway. Can't be light-skinned with dreads. I was thinking the same thing. I just, I just said, you just look stupid. What? Nah, that okay. sounds silly. That's what I told you him. You look like, like yourself, Sanders. I like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry all the light-skinned guys with dreads. I'm telling you. Yeah, you're right. That, y'all do look like y'all sell sandals. Sometimes. On some resort I was just like, you're just going to look stupid. Just yeah, I know. Cornrows. Anyway. All right. When we come back, shoot your shot, all right? Now, if you want to holler at somebody, maybe a coworker, maybe an ex, and you need a little help, you need some help from the Breakfast Club, 800-585-1051. If you want to shoot your shot, holler at somebody. We'll help you. We'll get on the line, and we'll guide you through the process of getting that person back or hollering at that person, all right? Call us up now. Shoot your shots next. The Breakfast Club. Time to shoot your shot. Time to shoot your shot with the Breakfast Club. This is your one chance. Don't mess it up. Mess it up. Mess it up. We got Mike on the line. Mike, what's up? Hey, what's going on, y'all? How's everybody? We good, man. Everybody good. How your mama doing? She doing well, man. No doubt. All right, Mike, who you want to shoot your shot with, bro? I want to shoot my shot at Kenya. That's my baby mama, and I'm trying to really get back with her. We've we've, we've been through our ups and downs, and I and I love her. I mean, I've been in the ass for. Quite a while. Mm. Since you been up her ass. No, no, he is an ass. How said. about this? Can y'all all stop cursing? Why are you Sorry. telling him? Well, why would you just tell us that? As soon as you hear ass, he's, he's, he's admitting that he's been doing things wrong. He's I didn't hear that he part. Did, I just, I just, he didn't treat her well. It didn't sound like that. It sounded like he was about anal. It is anal. It is anal pleasure month. It is anal pleasure month. So, Mike, continue, please. I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> yes, I, I mean, you know, I I never had my father in my life, and I he was absent, and sad music. I think that kind of affected the way that. You know, me and Kenya's relationship was, I mean, I love her to death. And we have a daughter, her name is Promise. She's three years old. And I, I've seen a lot of things. A lot of my friends went up north, killed. I just want to, you know, have a family. I want to be back with her. And I, and I love her. Are you willing to change, though? Cut out some of the stuff that you were doing before that that, that broke y'all up? Yeah, like, what, I, like, what were I, you doing? I was going to strip clubs. I was cheating. I was... Mm. Hanging out late, not doing things that I needed to be, and taking full responsibility of being a man. And um, I accept, you know, my faults, and I'm just ready to change. When the last time you've been to the script club, sir? Uh, like two months ago, man. When the last time you cheated, sir? He's not with us, so we wouldn't be cheating. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm not, you know, we. When the last time you slept with another girl, sir? Man, uh, like two months ago. You're not ready. That's he's two saying, months ago. It's been he's two simply months. not ready. He's, he's not ready. Started, well, no, what are you doing? No, actually, what are you doing to change, actually, bro? Actually, I realized, you know, when you sleep with somebody and you realize it's not the same thing as somebody that's sharing a sharing a party. It's like, you know, all that is just out the door. You know, I, you know, I just realized, like, I, I, I want, I want her. I don't want anybody else. How old are you, sir? I'm 28. <sighs> he's getting there. He's getting there. He might be there. He might be there. He might be there. Yeah, another good ten years. He might be there. Nah, nah, nah. You might be there. All right. So this is what we're gonna do when we come back. We're gonna call him. Experience here. What, what's her name again? Kenya. All right. We're gonna Kenya, call, named we're after Kenya. a whole African country. We're going to call Kenya when we come back, and hopefully we can make this work, all right? All right. All right. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Shoot Your Shot. We have Mike on the line. Mike's about to call Kenya. Hello? Hey, Kenya, it's Mike. What's up? I just wanted to have a conversation with you. Could you talk? Yeah, what's going on? I really miss you, and I want you and Promise to be under the same roof as I am right now. I mean, I can't stand 
just co-parenting. I want it as a one-family household. I just want to apologize for anything that I've done in the past that could have hurt you and made you disappointed in me. You know, I'm just trying to step as a man, and I want you back in my life, like, for real. Um, I mean, we've talked about this before. <laughs> I mean, you live in a tiny studio apartment. I live with my parents. What are we gonna do? I'm willing to we go out there. We have a baby, we co-parent. I mean, I know you love me, I know we're good, but there's nothing we can do. We don't no, there's a lot that we can do. I can just go out there and if I have to work two jobs to make sure that we have enough room for you and Promise, I'll go out there and do that. You know, I want you to move out your family's house and come live with me. I mean, give me a month or two, I, I promise you. That's, that's from my heart. Why are you doing this now? I mean, I I love what you're saying, but this is just this is like this is crazy. I mean, we we've, we've talked about this so many times. Why? Why are you why are you saying this now? You know my you know I've had issues in my life from my father not being around to my best friend getting killed to a lot of people I grew up with upstate doing time. You know, I I don't want to I don't want to live like that. Oh. I, I just, Want you. Hey Kenya, you it's the Breakfast Club. We're just <laughs> hey Kenya. Chiming in here. It's Angela Yee, Kenya. Charlemagne, and Envy. Kenya, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you got to listen to this BS. All right. Uh, sounds to me like entry to Kenya has been denied. Uh, they don't accept you. <laughs> no, he's trying hard. Kenya, he's changed. He's trying to change his life. He wants what to be. What dead daddy and dead homeboy got to do with this? He's gone through a lot, and he just really wants to change. He's trying to explain he wants another shot. Why Kenya. you go to therapy? You should know. He's wow. explaining his behavior. That don't got nothing to do with the cheating. From experiences in his life. He's, he's, what, are you, what are you doing? Who's on the phone? Oh hi, I'm Charlamagne. Kenya, you don't listen to the you? Breakfast Club. I'm, I'm DJ Envy. I do listen to The Breakfast Club, but what are you doing on this phone call? He wanted to shoot his shot and try to get you back and know what it is that he needs to do. You got to move out, baby. That's what you got to do. When she called you baby, that's a good thing, because she could have called you ass. <laughs> you're being you're being uh, expunged from Kenya, sir. So, Mike. Well, now that I'm on, like, display to the whole world, like, I mean, it's cute, sweetheart, but you really need to look kind of like... So, Mike, you ready to move out? Yeah, Mike, can you get, you got a job? Can Time you to out? leave, Mike. You're a tourist. Absolutely. So, Mike, are you ready to move out and really put her into a home and really start this family the right way? No cheating. Be a no responsible adult. Oh, hold on. So, they about to live together? Yes. Where's, where he moving out from? He's this tiny, tiny little apartment that she can't stay in. Oh, Kenya, I don't know if you should do this, Ma. I'm going to be honest with hating, you. Man. The man just had sex with another woman two months ago. Charlamagne is shoot your shot. We're trying to help, not... He told uh, me. I really don't need wow. to hear that, sweetheart. That was a lie. Charlamagne's lying. Yeah, he, he didn't say that. Oh, am I she'll, lying? I'm lying? Hear it. Yes. So, Kenya, if he moves <laughs> out, if he moves out, are you down? I'm down. Yes. Mike? I want to get out. I mean, Yeah. Tell her the truth, Mike. You had sex with another woman two months ago. Yeah. What's wrong with you, wow. man? You it's sound like cool. huh? Lakers locker room snitching. Yeah? Definitely okay. Oh, so now I'm snitching. So you see, that's the problem. You said that you was going to be a changed man, right? and you was going to start being honest with Kenya, but you're not even being honest with Kenya right now. What's wrong with you, Charlamagne? Kenya, so you're going to give him another chance, honest? right? I'm being 100% honest. So did you have sex with a guy two months ago? A guy? No, he did not have sex with a guy two months ago. Oh, my gosh. Where's your head? Did you have sex with another woman two months ago? Stop it. Kenya, thank you for giving him another shot. Hopefully you guys work this out. All right, Mike, Kenya. Stay away from Charlemagne, Kenya, all right? Kenya, you'll be smelling his in a month. Oh, yeah. my god! Wondering wow. if he's cheating. Wow. Right. You know what? Thank you, guys. Good luck, all right? Yeah, good um, luck. I wish you and your family a good luck, too, Charlemagne. Thank you. I, that was my, a threat. Yeah, good I stopped, luck, Charlemagne. Hey, that was a threat. I stopped cheating three years ago. That was a threat.
Yo, you a hater, yo. My man trying to get his life together. You won't even let him get his life together. You know what? All right, man. We got rumors on the way. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. All right. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee. Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to these rumors. Let's talk to VMAs. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, if you guys watched the VMAs last night, there were some subtle shots being thrown throughout. Who threw shots? Uh, now, of course, uh, Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart were up first. And Tiffany Haddish had a little jokey joke about Fifth Harmony. Here's what she said. Camille Cabello is nominated for five... Y'all know I can't read that good, right? I only speak English, and that's mostly in Ebonics. Look, she's nominated for five VMAs tonight. I'm super proud of her. So, um, so those of you watching at home, hi, Fifth Harmony. Oh, God. I know nothing about his... Uh, Fifth Harmony, so that exchange went over my head, but I'm assuming Camilla Cabello was used to be in Fifth Harmony. Yes. Yeah, she okay. was in there. I think All they right. kicked her out, right? Well, uh, Nicki Minaj actually defended one of her friends from Fifth Harmony. Here's what she said. Shout out to Kevin and Tiff. And Tiff, don't be coming for Fifth Harmony because Normani is that All right, Normani, clearly another member from Fifth Harmony as well, so she said, uh, don't, you know, that's her... She had a big song on the charts, too. Oh, she went solo. No they didn't kick her out. She just yeah, went solo. Yeah, no money. Okay. Now, in Which addition no to money? that... The black one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Cardi B also won for... Oh, first of all, Nicki Minaj, by the way, got up there. She won the first award that we saw on TV for the night, and here's what she said during her speech. I want to just say, tune in for Queen Radio so you can know who's the sucker of the day award is going to. What's wrong with sucking C's, though? Nothing, and right? Everybody girl? sucks. Seeds. I know, we love it. That is a very, that's what you that is a bro. very like, uh, like you know, you, you that can't be an insult. No, it means Charlamagne may have contests. Especially if you do it. Right. <laughs> I'm sure Nikki's succeeds, right? <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So nobody said it's a bad award. Maybe it's a good award. Maybe it's a good award. Maybe it's a good award. Listen, who's getting yeah, it? It's not, maybe it's not a bad thing. Nah, I just want to know the sound effects. Like, you know, Donkey's here. Let's talk about I just want to know what the sound effects going to be. Let's talk about the award Nicki won for Best Hip Hop Artist. Do you think that she should have won? The category was Drake, J. Cole, Migos, the Carters, and Cardi B. Do you think she should have won or she won because she performed? Uh, or maybe they had her perform because she was winning. I think you. I think you just said the same thing I just said, and I ain't she's smart to enough to catch you. it. She's yeah. trying to trickify I think you. You're trying to trick me. She's trying to trickify you. But I think the moral of the story is she won that award because she was performing. All right, <laughs> Cardi B did win Best New Artist Award, <laughs> and here's what she had to say during her acceptance speech. I am so happy, you know, to receive this award. A couple of months ago, a lot of people were saying, you know, you're gambling your career. You're about to have a baby. What are you doing? And, you know, I had a baby. I carried the baby. And now I'm still winning awards. I want to thank all my fans, my family that supported me, all the love. All the love that my fans, that my friends, that everybody shows me. And that's something that God give me that you can't buy, bitch. Dropping the glue bombs from Mama Body. Okay. Body, baby. Now, you know that's because a lot of people were trying to say that she paid, uh, Atlantic Records paid for people to support Cardi B, so she wants to show they did? nobody pay. All right, now, Travis they Scott, in Shut the up. meantime, no. <laughs> also had to point out the fact that he does indeed have the number one album. Rest in peace to Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, Astro World number one right now. BMAs make some noise. Nah, right. come on, that was a reach. 
That was a reach. Like, well, he, well, he well. didn't point out he had the number one album. He was just stating the obvious. He had stating the fact. Yeah, but let's be clear. Nicki Minaj did say that she spoke, spoke to, to him, him and he knew yeah. he doesn't have the number one That's album. That's what she said. And not to mention, said. he was sitting behind her. They, I heard they had him change the seats because his album's number one right now. So then they ended up seating him across the room. But in, I guess... Yeah, I would be kind of mad. My album number one, I got to sit behind her, her album number two. I heard during rehearsals, Travis Scott told everybody to throw their peace signs in the air, and they was like, nah, don't do that, because everybody they're going to think you being subliminal, telling everybody to throw a number two up. Stop it, stop it. You don't want to start all that. Sounds like you're starting a rumor <laughs> right now. Bad. All right, now, uh, now this whole Harriet Tubman situation. Oh, Harriet God. Tubman was trending, and right. that's because Nikki said, all the queens I remember shook-ish mm. up. Queen of the week may go to Harriet Tubman had she just sat there and ate her rice. You and <laughs> history would have been a lot less triumphant. Mm. Now that ended up being a trending topic and now Nikki said on Queen Radio she's going to be honoring Harriet Tubman. She said she could have rescued more slaves had they known they were slaves. I fought for streaming services to count to our billboard when a lot of N-words stayed quiet. Well that's not a real Harriet Tubman quote. Yeah, Harriet Tubman never said that by the way. She never said what? That she, if a lot more people, she would have rescued more slaves if they had known they were slaves. Where'd she get that that's from? That's not there? a real quote. It's like a myth, a rumor that that's a quote, an urban legend but that's not a real quote from I Harriet just, I just, oh. I just, the, the thing that offended me the most about that tweet was the fact that she thinks Harriet Tubman was ever just sitting around eating rice. Okay, it's almost like she didn't know Harriet Tubman was a nurse, a spy, and a cook. Okay, Harriet was a professional cook. All right, how do you think she made money to fund her raids? She wasn't just eating rice. They had chicken, fat chunks of pork, pies, bread. Okay? So she was making rice. Shut up. <laughs> I'm just saying she was the mother of a cook, all right? Like, Harriet Tubman spent the summer in 1852 working as a cook in a resort, and she used that money to pay for a raid that freed mm. nine slaves. Like, she had, she not a cook. She was even more than rice. Now, Nick's problem with the streaming services is with Spotify. If you guys remember, she said that Spotify actually sabotaged all of her streaming because they wanted to teach her a lesson after she aligned herself with Apple Music. Well, Spotify has responded. A rep said, Spotify supported Nicki Minaj with the Times Square Billboard, a host of the largest playlist, New Music Friday, and the New Music Release Shelf. Her song, Bed, actually saw an increase based on the promotions put behind the campaign. The company continues to be big fans of Nicki. So, and, and Nicki even posted the Spotify billboard that was in Times Square on her own Instagram mm -mm -mm. page. I can't wait till you get that sea sucker today. You sound crazy. <laughs> like without context, yeah, sound crazy, no, bro. Yeah. Without context, yeah, you, you right. sound crazy. Just <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, can't you can't wait. wait till you get that <laughs> seat sucker today. Like you can't wait to give it to me. That's what you sound like. like you want to put your little Nike hoodie on and drop to your knees. And, and let's pay end this particular like rumor report queen of soul. with something positive. Okay? I'm going to human resources. <laughs> let's talk about Drake going to Lurie Children's Hospital. I'm not gonna lie. This this warmed my cold heart. This, this was really sweet. Yes, he went to go see a transplant patient, Sophia Sanchez. She turned 11, and her wish was for Drake to come and visit her. Yeah, that, that was, was nice. her birthday wish. I love this. Check it out. It's a miracle. This is one of the first wishes I got in a long time. Oh, my God! <laughs> you asked me to come. I'm here. I, I didn't talk for a minute. I was like, what? Is this, is this real fake? That's nice. I was like, it's me, Drake. I'm like, oh, my God. And then he got to see me God's plan. I gave him my autograph, and he gave me his. This is the best birthday present I ever had. Thank you so much, Drake, for coming to see me. It means a lot for you to come and cheer me up. 
That warmed my cold heart, I man. I tear it up a little bit. I ain't even going to lie, my man. Cold heart. I got, I lose, I got a little chair, man. This Chicago, by the way. That was nice. Doesn't this make you guys want to be wish granters for Make-A-Wish Foundation? I do that now. Oh, you do? I do it, too. Yeah. We all do it. I be pulling up oh, the hospitals. I know you guys were part of Make-A-Wish. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I be pulling up the hospitals. Oh. I just mm-hmm. don't be putting it on Instagram or putting it in God's plan video. But I ain't mad at nobody who does. Mm-hmm. I think it actually encourages a lot of people to join foundations like that when they see the difference that it can make in a young child's life. Because you don't actually have to pull up, but sometimes for wish granting, they just want you, a, a object, help, a toy, a game, some clothes, you help whatever them, it is. Yeah. If they have a wish, you help them get Grant that, that wish, wish granted for Absolutely. them. So if it's somebody that they want to meet, if it's a trip they want to say they want to go to Disney World or something like that, you yeah. help make those wishes come true. So it's not that you physically have to be there like Drake went, which of course was a big wish. I like pulling to up though. Fulfilled. Salute to Drake for that. I, I was at the Brooklyn Plaza Medical Center on uh, this past Saturday, matter of fact. No kid wanted to see you. And I will say this. Um, <laughs> I will say this. They were like, where is Drake? <laughs> Where's Drake? We wanted to see Drake. Come on. <laughs> see, that's he why was I was, there telling me. That little girl got Drake. And we got Charlemagne. <laughs> Damn it, man. That's why I go to therapy every week. Man. You know Charlemagne was in there telling the kids shook ones. My book is coming out. <laughs> anxiety kills me. What is anxiety? Is whatever. <laughs> little kids can't read. Listen, this is why I be going what? to therapy right here every week. Right here, you know what I'm saying. And I looked at that damn, I looked at that video just now, just to see if Drake had on a, a Nike or Adidas tracksuit. That was Adidas, wasn't it? No, it was a OVO. Oh, yeah. That makes more sense than both. But OVO okay. was, it was. But I was, if it was Adidas, I was gonna say you said checks over. I was just looking for something to hate on. Oh. That's all. That's, you know me. Right. We know. You know. We know. You know me. Somehow I'm gonna hate on this make. That's all. I'm gonna find a way <laughs> to hate on this thing that's making me happy. I'm okay. Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Then why you keep rubbing your chest like I don't that? Know what's going on? Y'all hurt my heart. That <laughs> really made me feel bad. Because you ruined the story. We, you kind of like Madonna. <laughs> definitely about Madonna's situation. <laughs> yeah, Drake went, I remember the time that I went. I went this weekend at Brooklyn, and I seen these that's that bitch, nigga. That's that bitch, nigga from Canada. Okay? I be going to hospitals too. To Nobody care when I go to the hospital. You talking about yourself, right? Madonna? Nobody care when I pull up to go see the kids. All right. Okay. Yes, Char- that was hate. All hate. Charlotte Madonna. Okay. <laughs> Charlotte Madonna. Who you giving your donkey to next? Madonna, huh? nigga. I'm about to unleash all of this pain and anger I'm feeling on her this morning. Charlotte okay? Madonna coming up next. All right. With the donkey of the day. All right. Just this like is all her. y'all fault. My goodness. Donkey right. today is sponsored by hate. Keep it locked. We're talking about club. Drake. I pull up to the hospital. I'm in Brooklyn. I talk to the kids too. Nobody care about my plan. I just don't be posting. Why my plan can't be God's plan? I ain't got to post it. I just don't be posting it. <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. You get donkey of the day. Yeah, you dumb ass. You get donkey of the day. Yeah, you dumb ass. You are a donkey. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eyes. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They waiting for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. You had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the Donkey of the Day. They chose you. Yeah. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Well, Donkey of the Day for Tuesday, August 21st goes to Madonna for that Aretha Franklin tribute that she did last night at the VMAs. Uh, if you're not watching me on Revolt, then you didn't see me put tribute in air quotes just now, but I had to look up the definition of tribute last night because after watching what Madonna did, I had to make sure I understood what a tribute was, okay? The dictionary says a tribute is an act, statement, or gift that is intended to show gratitude, respect, or admiration. So I was like, okay, tribute means the same thing that it's always meant. So what was my issue with Madonna paying tribute to Aretha Franklin last night? Uh, my issue was at some point during that speech, she lost me because I'm sitting there waiting to hear Madonna pay homage to Queen Aretha, but all I heard was her paying homage to herself. Now, I'm not going to sit here and let Madonna take all this smoke by herself because I'm sure she rehearsed this, but when you are surrounded by a bunch of yes people, 
in your in your own team and nobody at MTV wants to rock the boat because they don't want Madonna to get mad and not not do it. That's when you get someone giving a self-indulgent, a self-indulgent tribute to themselves instead of paying homage to the Queen of Soul, Miss Aretha Franklin. Uh, everyone, do you have a minute and 26 seconds to spare to listen to Madonna uh, suck her own breast for a moment? Let's flash back to last night's VMAs. Aretha Louise Franklin changed the course of my life. I left Detroit when I was 18, $35 in my pocket. I had no training or dreams of ever becoming a singer, but I went for it. I got cut and rejected from every audition. And then one day, a French disco sensation was looking for backup singers and dancers for his world tour. The dance audition went well. Then they asked me if I had sheet music and a song prepared. Fortunately, one of my favorite albums was Lady Soul. I don't need sheet music, I said. I know every word. When I was finished, they said, uh, we will call you one day and maybe soon. Finally, the phone rang and it was one of the producers saying, we don't think you are right for this job. We think you have great potentials. We want to bring you to Paris and make you a star. So that was the beginning of my journey as a singer. You're probably all wondering why I'm telling you this story mm -hmm. because none of this would have happened without Our Lady of Soul. She led me to where I am today, and I know she influenced so many people, and I want to thank you, Aretha, for empowering all of us. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Now, did that seem long and drawn out? Yeah. That was a minute yes. and 26 That's seconds. That's very long. I forgot the point. Uh, I want you to know that the original speech uncut is 6 minutes, 12 seconds of Madonna talking about herself and then tagging Aretha at the end. <clears throat> First of all, I refuse to believe that Madonna blew anybody away with a rendition of any Aretha song. All right, She simply doesn't have the vocal chops to pull that off. Second of all, if someone could give their own eulogy, it would sound exactly like how Madonna sounded just now. Third of all, I don't know why this just dawned on me, but Aretha Franklin passed away on Madonna's 60th born day. All right, 60 is a milestone, and it's Madonna's born day, so you know how they had that backdrop of Aretha behind Madonna as she was talking? Well, when it comes to Madonna's born day and her turning 60, Aretha Franklin dying is definitely in her rear view. It's just a backdrop, and when things are in your rear view, they're behind you, so you can't really see them, okay? You're not really checking for things in your rear view, which leads me to my, which leads me to fourth, okay? Of, 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 of all the ultimate aim of the ego is not to see something, okay? The ultimate aim of the ego is not to see something, but to be something. Madonna doesn't see it for Aretha because she's too busy being Madonna, which I will never understand because Madonna, when you pass, God forbid, God forbid it's not anytime soon, the white man's world is going to stop for you. Okay, see, if Madonna had passed away last Thursday, the VMAs last night would have been the Video Madonna Awards. Every presentation, every performance, all the imaging would have been centered around Madonna. And when she does pass, and I, I, I pray it's in the far, far future, I pray for her to have a long life, it's still going to be the Video Madonna Awards. And I'm not surprised because I don't look for anyone else to celebrate us the way we will celebrate us. And by us, I mean black people. Okay, there is no way in hell the VMAs would allow a black artist to come out and turn a tribute about one of their own into a self-indulgent rant about how they got started in the music business. But let's not make this about race. Let's keep it about ego. Madonna, that tribute wasn't about you. All right? And even if you wanted to use Aretha to explain that she was the spark to get your career started, then get to that point faster. 
It shouldn't take six minutes and 12 seconds, okay? Aretha should have been the A story. How you got into singing should have been the B story. We have plenty of time to get to your origin story because you are Madonna. Okay, you will probably still be alive to see your biopic. Aretha doesn't have that luxury. So could you please make this tribute about her and move along? Everybody and their mama knows how to spell respect. R-E-S-P-I-C-T. <laughs> Except Al Sharpton. Oh, my goodness. Except Al Sharpton. But it's not enough to just spell respect when it comes to Queen Aretha Franklin. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. You have to show it. And it wasn't shown to her last night at the VMAs. Please give Madonna the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. You are the donkey <laughs> of the day. You are the donkey of the day. All right, thank you for that donkey of the day. And I, my, well, then. Our, our producer, Daniel, one of our producers, salute to Daniel, he just emailed me. I looked in the inbox and said, full Madonna tribute, as if I want to see that again. Mm-hmm. So I put it in my trash. Mm-hmm. Conversation moved to trash right now, and I will not undo. Did All people right. applaud after? Because I didn't see it in real time. Mm-hmm. Yes, they did. Oh, yeah, they did applaud. And, yeah, whoever, they did. and whoever won their award, I think it was the girl from Fifth Harmony. She dedicated her award. Camilla Cabello? To Madonna. To Madonna. Yes, she did. Yes. Okay. She didn't thank Young Thug, too, and Young Thug is on that record. Havana? Post Malone wasn't going to thank 21 Savage either. 21 Savage hadn't come on the show for him. Come, <laughs> come on the stage with him. My goodness. And white people ain't thinking about us. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Let's I open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Now, on a scale from 1 to 10, how bad... On a scale of 1 to Nikki giving me the Sea Sucker of the Day Award, how bad... Well, well, how disrespectful was that tribute yes, to Aretha Franklin? Yes, this, this is all about slander this morning. This is nothing. All, this is this whole segment is hate, 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 hate. Eight hundred, right? Slander, 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 slander. On a scale from one to ten, <laughs> how disrespectful <laughs> was that tribute? That's right. Call up here and slander the hell out of Madonna. Let's piss off some white people this morning. All right, call us now. It's the white Breakfast people Club feel free to call in and uh, slander or two. Join the the Breakfast Club. Everybody is DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the mm-hmm. guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, Charlemagne gave Donkey of the Day to Madonna. Now, yes. That's because of that uh, tribute last night she gave to Aretha Franklin. Tribute, put tribute in air quotes. It was a six minute, 12 second rant of Madonna talking about her life. Okay, it was a Madonna, Madonna monologue. And she mentioned Aretha Franklin toward the end. So we're asking on a scale of 1 to 10, how disrespectful was that tribute? On a scale of 1 to me stepping on your fresh new white Air Force Ones, mm. I would have to give that a 10. I say a and 10, the reason absolutely. I, the reason I give it a 10 because, you know, the VMAs is already whitewashed enough. So, you know, I was shocked that they even did anything for Aretha Franklin. But, you know, to give her that moment where they have a backdrop of Aretha Franklin behind Madonna and to have Madonna rant about herself for six minutes and 12 seconds and nobody checked that. Like, she had to rehearse that. So nobody on her team said, Madonna, this ain't about you. Nobody at, that works at MTV could pull pull somebody from Madonna's team to decide to say, this isn't really about her. We want her to keep this about Aretha. Like, super disrespectful to me. I agree. Because I mean, if Madonna had died last Thursday, that whole award show would have been the Video Madonna Awards. Every presentation, every tribute, right. every performance, everything would have been about Madonna. So I feel like Aretha deserved better than that. But BET gonna give it to her. 
I, I'm with you. I, I think it was it was highly. I, I forgot what Madonna was doing up there. Like I, Me too. I had no clue. She started talking about her, her doing, you know, she, her going in there. And they said you can't sing, and she says I'm effing Madonna. I was like, what the hell is? What are we doing right now? Exactly. She that, but that's ego. Ego. Ego is not about seeing people. It's about being. It's yeah. The ego is not about seeing. It's about yeah. The ultimate aim of the ego is not to see something, but to be something. Madonna doesn't see it for Aretha because she's too busy being Madonna. Yeah, what do you think? I was just confused because I was like, was she up there to give an award? Because I know she did give Video of the Year award and then on her own mentioned Aretha. Or was that supposed to be a for real tribute? Because it didn't feel like a tribute to Aretha Franklin. I thought, is this just Madonna getting ready to give an award and then digressing from that? So I was just confused. But well, let's go to the phone lines. AC, what up? Hey, what up, though? On the, what up, though, Detroit? AC, what's happening? On a scale of one to ten, how disrespectful was it? Well, I think it wasn't that disrespectful at all. I really? Would probably give it, I would probably give it a three. I, I, I really think you hate right now, Charlamagne. You nah. think I'm hating it's because you think here, it's other people out here disrespecting the, the respect. You got to put some respect on. Aretha's name didn't didn't uh, Al Sharpton just spell it wrong? Spell her spell her uh, her song wrong? Yes, he spelled the song wrong. R e s p i c t. Yeah, you should have gave him donkey of the day because I I think at the end of the day, all Madonna was doing was paying homage. I mean, she did have to lead up to what she was talking about. It was the story. She had a limited amount of time. Of course, we understand that. She had six but, minutes and twelve uh, seconds. That's a long time on television, brother. Six minutes it, and twelve it, it, seconds it, 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 in an eternity but, but on TV. Well, that was at for the same time. It probably took her a long yes. time to get on. And that was That's her crazy. testimony of how she got on. And at the end of the day, she feels like Aretha did put her on because she put her on with that song. Nah, no, you mean to tell me that Madonna been in this industry a long time? She don't have a personal story that she shared with Aretha? She met Aretha somewhere and they had a conversation or something? But if not, then why is Madonna on there? Let's get somebody else. Yeah, I don't understand why that was. That's what I'm saying. Marissa. Hey. Hey, good morning. Good morning. I love you guys on The Breakfast Club. I just want to let y'all know that. Hey, Marissa, love you back. how are you? On a scale of 1 to 10, how disrespectful was that uh, tribute? Very 10. Very it 10? It to be real disrespectful. Yes, because sometimes I just think, like, white people, they just say stuff, and they don't realize <laughs> how offensive they, they say it. Yep. Because they're just used to it. Okay. Thank you, Mama. All right. Have a good one. You too now. 800-585-1051. We're asking... On a scale of 1 to 10, how disrespectful was Madonna's tribute last night? If you haven't heard it, we're going to play it back when we come back. We're on a scale play a of 1 it. to Nicki Minaj talking about I didn't even realize it was Safari. a for real tribute. How disrespectful was it? Oh, the hairline one? Yeah, <laughs> that was the hairline one. All right, call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just missed it, Charlemagne gave Madonna donkey of the day for her tribute last night. To Aretha Franklin at the VMAs. If you missed it, let's play a snippet of it. Aretha Louise Franklin changed the course of my life. I left Detroit when I was 18, $35 in my pocket. My dream was to make it as a professional dancer. After years of struggling and being broke, I decided to go to auditions for musical theater. None of this would have happened without Our Lady of Soul. She led me to where I am today. And I want to thank you, Aretha, for empowering all of us. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. First of all, there's no such thing as a snippet of it because the whole thing was six <laughs> minutes and 12 seconds. Right. All right? And in six minutes and 12 seconds, she might have mentioned Aretha Franklin for 35 to 40 of those seconds. And um, mm -hmm. I keep telling y'all that, you know, the thing about ego <clears throat> is that, you know, uh, e e 
Ego, I don't even know what the hell I'm trying what, what to say. Right saying, right what are you saying, man? What are you saying right now? I don't know. But anyway, let's, <laughs> let's go to the phone lines. <laughs> Ego something. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just disgusted at this whole situation. 585 Hello, who's this? Uh, good morning, DJ Envious Ray. Hey, Ray, what's going on, brother? Uh, I just want to talk about the disrespect these white people have towards our culture. I just don't understand it. Oh, go ahead, Ray. If you could drop two, two clues bombs, one for Aretha Franklin, God, God rest her soul, and one for the Breakfast Club, always moving the culture forward. Thank you, sir. You know, since the beginning, they mentioned that, oh, she died on the same day as Elvis Presley. Who cares? And now Madonna Well, she died on Madonna's birthday, too. Yeah, who cares? She died. <laughs> the, the, he said, who cares? She died. died. <laughs> you know, the, the, the disrespect of our culture, you know, the white oppression, we all know about it. There's nothing new. And again, it goes to show last night at the VMA when Madonna goes on a whole spiel about herself. So what? Who cares about you, Madonna? You're old. You're trash. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to be honest with you. That. You know what I think, too? I'm going to tell you what else I think. I, I think, know, no one I think that if Aretha Madonna. hadn't have died, they would have had Madonna present that same award. But I think that they would have had Madonna talk about turning 60 because 60 is such a milestone. So I think Madonna already had that prepared to discuss herself. Mm. But then Aretha died and she so was she like... she had to adjust her Yeah, speech. she had to adjust Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Dre from uh, Tuskegee, Virginia. What's up, bro? We're talking uh, on a scale of 1 to 10. How disrespectful was that tribute? Man, it was about a 2 out of 10, man. It was real disrespectful, man. Wait, so how can it be a 2 out of 10? You I'm, I swear to God. He did it backwards. He did it backwards. He, he made an 8 out of 10. <laughs> All right, then. Say that, man. He didn't know. R-E-S-P-E-C-K. It's a what? Sir, sir, with 10 being the most disrespectful and 1 being the least disrespectful. Let him go. Why are you so mad? Cause I, I don't want to sound stupid in front of white people. Uh, forget it. Forget it. Oh, what, what, what grade God. you in, bro? Man, I'm out of school, man. I'm 23. Oh, what, what's that? Okay. All we right. can't have this. Yeah. Al Sharpton out here spelling respect, R-E-S-P-I-C-T. This man says it's a 2 out of 10. Like, come on, He really bro. spelled it R-E-S-P-E-I-C-T? Did not you didn't just hear it? I thought you was joking. So you, you, you played something like that. You didn't actually hear it? Wow. You did. All right, well, what's the moral of the story? The moral of the story is the ultimate aim of the ego is not to see something but to be something. Madonna doesn't see it for Aretha because she's too busy being Madonna. Okay, it's all ego, baby. But, you know, respect is not something that you, you just can spell. Respect is something that you have to show. Spell respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. No, you can't. Okay. Find out what it means to me. All right. going to get down Find out who you are. We got rumors on the way. Uh, yes, let's do something great. Let's talk about Simone Biles winning every gold medal at the U.S. Championships. Okay, we'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, now listen, I usually get tired of hearing Drake on every record on the radio. Mm-mm. So I would never request this, but there is one record I want to hear Drake on. What? I want Drake to do a verse on Lil Duval, Smile Bitch. He did he didn't do it. Cause so ain't he, nobody, can't, he can't hear it if he didn't do it yet. I want him to do it. Because uh. he's living his best life. Why don't you call him? Who? Drake, and tell him. Set it up. I want Drake to do uh, a verse on living my best life. You put Drake and go ahead and go ahead and take that record number one for the culture. It's put, already top ten. Put Drake and Nicki on it. No. Drake and Cardi. <laughs> you know, I'm not messing with you. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> You're a fool, man. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk some mobiles. It's about Sky. time. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Man, I love a great story like this. Congratulations to Simone Biles. She became the first female gymnast to win five all-around titles at the 2018 U.S. Gymnastics Championships. Drop on the clues bombs for Simone Biles, one of my daughters. 
idols. She took a 14-month break from training after the 2016 Olympics. She just started competing three weeks ago. She said, I've been back for only nine months. I'm so proud of myself. She also wore teal, and that teal leotard represents the color of sexual assault awareness. She wore that to honor the victims of former U.S. gymnastics doctor Larry Nassar, who was sentenced to life in prison for sexual assault. So congratulations to Simone Biles for that landmark achievement. Salute to Simone Biles. My daughter is uh, in the gymnastics and all that good stuff, so she absolutely idolizes Simone Does Biles. she compete yet, your daughter? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Now, she said, I knew I was capable of scoring this well, but I kind of thought I was going to be a nervous wreck and maybe fall apart. Going into these events, I know I kept telling my family, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to calm myself down the way I did before and handle the nerves, but so far, so good. All right, congratulations to Young Thug. He has partnered up with Bel Air. He announced that partnership. He said, I've been friends with Brett Barish for a while. He's the CEO of Sovereign Brands for Bel Air. He said, we've been talking about doing something together for a couple of years, and then we finally linked up. So he he also shouted them out for supporting the hip-hop culture since Rick Ross became their first rap ambassador back in 2015. And what pink, bubbly, sparkly champagne will he be promoting? I'm sure it's going to be delicious. You'll taste it, right? Mm-hmm. All right, now let's talk about... Yeah. Whoa. Oh my God. Whoa. I, I don't even know how I walked right into that stupid one right there. That whoa. was just like the door. I saw whoa, that. Whoa, 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 like I saw it and still, boom, forehead hit it. <laughs> What's your forehead hit? Okay. Whoa. <laughs> you okay. kinky this morning, bro. All right, guys. Okay, guys and gals, calm down. They call that a turkey slap, just so you know. Okay. Everybody relax. Yeah. Right. Look it up. It's not even Thanksgiving. You know what a turkey slap is? No. Okay, Google it. No, thank you. All right, now let's talk about <laughs> Asia Argento. She is one of the first people to speak out against Harvey Weinstein and the Me Too movement, one of the first alleged victims to come forward. Well, now she has something against her. She actually paid $380,000 for a photo of her snuggling with then 17-year-old Jimmy Bennett on a bed, shirtless with their foreheads pressed together. Now, he did play her son in a movie prior to that. He was only 17 and the age of consent in California where that picture was is 18 years old, so she had to pay him $380,000 for it. Now, TMZ did see the picture, and the only reason there was no NDA is because in California, confidentiality agreements are not enforceable when they involve allegations of child sex acts. So she has not been reachable since this whole entire story broke, but they do have documents and everything to support that this payment was made. Well, the, the hypocrisy is high on this one because I saw Rose McGowan tweet out, none of us know the truth of the situation, and I'm sure more will be revealed. Be gentle. Guys don't get that kind of luxury when accusations happen. Not at all. Not even a little bit. Mm, no, I don't know about that because sometimes people don't believe women depending on who it is. There was a lot of with Bill Cosby with all those accusers People still didn't believe that he did anything. So I wouldn't say that they don't get that. Well, Rose McGowan, it's hard all around for Rose everybody. Rose McGowan once tweeted that uh, it's quite simple. All who have worked with known predators should do three simple things. Believe survivors, apologize for putting your careers in wallets before what was right, grab a spine and denounce. If you do not do those things, you are still moral cowards. What she tweeted about um, that young lady right there was a far cry from that original tweet. Right. No, definitely. She certainly should be treated the same way that everybody else who is a predator is treated. Okay, now let's discuss the MTV Video Music Award winners because we didn't even get into that so much. Video of the year went of the year went to Camila Cabello and Young Thug Havana. Artist of the year went to Camila Cabello also. Song of the year went to Post Malone and Twenty One Savage for Rockstar. 
Also, best new artist, that was Cardi B. Best collab went to Jennifer Lopez, featuring DJ Khaled and Cardi B with De Niro. Best pop went to Ariana Grande, No Tears Left to Cry. Best hip-hop, Nicki Minaj with Chun-Li. And for best video with a message, that was Childish Gambino, This Is America. And the Cardis did win for Ape-ish for best cinematography. Uh, and for Best Art Direction. Now, are all these awards voted on? Because I see everybody telling me that the reason Nicki won Best Hip Hop because it was voted on. That's why I was and, asking and you. I said, how did they determine these awards? Because it was two awards that I definitely feel like they gave to people just because they were in, atten- in attendance. And that was the Best Hip Hop Award and Best Collaboration. Because J-Lo and Cardi and Khaled was not a, a better collaboration than Jay-Z and Beyonce. It does say that MTV no, no, no. VMAs are determined by fans and mysterious strangers. Oh. Mysterious strangers? <laughs> well, that was years ago. That was a few years ago. Is, it, oh. is, that, is that the same way now? I don't know. I have hmm. no idea how they determine who wins. Listen, I just feel like I don't even know I would MTV do the same for, thing, though. I don't know that? MTV for music anyway. If you come to the award show and you perform... I would award you. That's whack, though. And yeah, but you know what? I can't have a whole night of such and such couldn't be here tonight because okay. they didn't. No, no, no. That's whack. That's whack when the people don't show up to the award show. I think sometimes they give you a heads up if you're going to win. So sometimes it might be that they ask you to perform because they already know you're going to win. Mm. So they're like, all right, just so you know, you are about to win this award. So it would be great. If, that's an extra incentive to come perform, certainly. That's true. True. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right, Shelter Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. Let's go. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.